0: Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 141, Summer Solstice Burns Close. Another summer solstice is almost upon us, so for me, as is my custom, some turning inward. As I've shared a number of times in these brief weekly musings, I've journaled at least monthly for almost 50 years, regularly taking the pulse of my own personal evolution, This usually involves creating some quiet alone time for reflection, contemplation, and meditation. And a few times a year, an inner visionary journey to the land of Xanadu, where various internal characters offer their wisdom and guidance. When journaling, I enjoy consulting divinatory tools using runes, I Ching coins, animal medicine cards, traditional tarot, Osho Zen, Motherpiece tarot, or a variety of other decks designed to ask questions and provide feedback for consideration. All of these offer up what I like to term ordinary transcendent experiences. No bright lights or stigmata on my hands, but clearly heart and mind aligned on a discovery adventure. Forget right brain, left brain. Journaling regularly for me has always been a whole brain exploration into my core, shining the light of awareness on different aspects of who I am whether fearfully peeking out from under the table or uninhibitedly dancing on top of it. And about 20 years ago, I started writing solstice letters to my two then-teen daughters, offering them praise and also unsolicited feedback in the form of my perceptions about how their life is unfolding and what might be useful to pay attention to as their journey of discovery continues. Solstice is a major event for me a reminder of the larger cosmic wheel that continues to turn, whether I resist what is being offered up or embrace it. It has been a week of breakdowns. Roof leak, despite my recent patching, dishwasher door not closing, dryer screeching for a new belt, toilet running away with precious water. Plus the usual plate of deferred maintenance staring me in the face, winking and whispering, mañana, mañana. The southwest is having a heat wave, and so any kind of outdoor work past mid-morning seems foolish. Despite a relatively wet spring, intense drought is evident due to mild winter snowpack. Fires continue to burn, mostly in remote forested areas, including the Pecos, Gila, and El Rito wilderness preserves. Don't want to get into a chicken little, the sky is falling, the sky is falling tirade about how humans continue to abuse their planetary home, moi included rather just observing and noticing what is apparent as I contemplate this year's summer solstice. I see little relief in sight from our collective systematic way of living what Charles Eisenstein, author of The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible, speaks of as a, quote, conversion of nature into products, communities into markets, citizens into consumers, And relationships into services. To that, I would add that our socio cultural conditioning also prioritizes turning time into money, energy into more, attention on the scarcity of not enough. Eisenstein also notes that true wealth is the ease and freedom to be generous. To that, I suggest that true abundance is measured not just by a solid financial foundation not spending more than we are bringing in, but by the circle of loving relationships in which we are held and participate, as well as the freedom to express creatively what is most essential to our being. At a friend's recent Zoom memorial, one of his wise principles of living was described as, don't hit your wagon to a star shaped like a dollar sign. I've been seeing lots of ads and articles on biohacking lately, In its purest form, biohacking is the conscious control of our external environment to encourage better physical and mental performance across all spectrums. It involves paying attention to what we eat, what we drink, what we smell, touch, hear, and see, and involves guiding our external stimuli to facilitate a healthier, better version of ourselves. Is this a genuine attempt to live more consciously with mindfulness, Or just another marketing version of more. And by the way, we have what you need to get there. And the special this week, blah, blah. Well, cattywonkers, faddle, hogwash, bunk, acamaracas, baloney, claptrap, jabberwocky. I believe what might be in order to shake things up a bit and to turn up the heat on my inner delving is to write a solstice letter to myself this year. In addition to those from my daughters and my wife. A dear Victor Vittorio, come stai sort of dance, maybe even a love letter full of self-forgiveness riffs and appreciation a cappella highlights. Forget the heavy soul searching and find those joyful rhythms that resonate with both reassurance and resolve. Come to think of it, I don't think I've ever written myself a love letter, sent the inner critic on vacation and just revelled in victorness. Yes, yes, yes chiaroscuro, all light and shadow, to be sure, but such lovely unexpected rainbow colors at times. What if I focused in this letter on giving myself the unconditional love I've been seeking elsewhere for most of my life? Neither an ego aggrandizement nor an appraisal of character and flaws, but an invitation to come home in the deepest sense, to rest in that little happy place inside that comes out to play occasionally safe from any storms of trauma, grief, longing, or other imponderables, if only a short respite from the seemingly endless array of everyday disappointments and struggles. To treat myself to the same compassion I might offer a crying child, the same unbounded and as yet untested love of the newborn, the sweet surrender of the final breath of a life well lived. All this and more awaits me as I turn to a blank journal page, purple pen in hand. Perhaps you'd also like to write a love letter to yourself to mark this seasonal turning celebration. Happy solstice, dear friend.